Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. It's a big news morning. Reports coming through. A coach in the NRL is about to be sacked. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, nice to be back. Candace Warner, good morning to you. Good morning. It's P- so good to see Please you back here. Netball is not on this morning with the kids. I mean, no, school holidays. Oh, is that the reason? Yes. Otherwise, um, even if it's raining, netball still I goes ahead. I understand, but it's pretty. Although, 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 we've got to stop the networks from rain bomb. Yeah. I mean, it may happen over the next day or two, but every ne- it's never just heavy rain anymore. <laughs> it's it's now bomb. the apocalypse, which we've all <laughs> got to prepare for. We've all got to go and buy canned bloody goods for. And, yes. and then it turns out the weather's not, it's raining, it's miserable, it's yeah. cold, but it's not too bad. It's a bit like yesterday. I mean, it was a few showers on or off, but it wasn't too bad. Now, a big, a big morning. For the first time in the history of this show, which has been through a few incarnations, I believe it's the first time a POM is part of the show. With Richard Friedman on holidays for a couple of weeks. James Graham, good morning to you and welcome to the Dead Set Legends. Good morning, Dan. Great to be here. Um, despite the weather, um, yeah, it's nice to be inside. And um, yeah, no one told me about this when they were coaxing me over, when the Bulldogs were coaxing <laughs> me over all those years ago. They they didn't advertise the wet in Australia. They, they left that bit out. So um, yeah, just getting accustomed to, to rain in Australia, dusted off my old rain jacket and Away we go. It's a bit smug the way you said that. Mm. A little bit smug, eh? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> false advertising. <laughs> uh, Brian Toto is uh, due to join us from the Panthers. What a big week he had. Uh, controversy out of that game. Trent Robinson, some big comments that we're going to play for you. Wallabies in action tonight in Perth against England. Matty Burke is going to join us. And Greg Rust, of course, talking motorsport. Dave... And, and, and captaincy, it's up this week, Candice. We're going to grill you this... Uh, in, Ready in the, for it. Okay. Uh, we have to because the, the cricket in Sri Lanka has already finished. Two days that last. That was unbelievable. Yeah, two, two, two and a bit days. I mean, I like a test match to go the full distance. So it's great that the boys got the win, but that pitch looked pretty diabolical. We'll get to that shortly. Nick Kyrgios, who Candice has an obsession with. No, uh, I don't. You, every two days, you send me... Nick Kyrgios does this. Nick Kyrgios well, does that. because he's entertaining and every two days, he plays every second day. So he's always got something okay, new. Fine. Uh, plenty to get through here on the Dead Set Legends and reports of a coach about to get uh, about to get sacked. We'll get to that shortly. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Penrith winners over the Roosters. What a great game that was at uh, Blue Bet. Uh, nearly 17,000 there in absolutely miserable conditions. They know a special team when they've got one, the Penrith fans. Controversy, though. We're going to talk about the Roosters shortly, Candice and James Graham. We've got a special guest. Uh, Panthers, though. You've got, Jimmy, you, not only do you know the decisions to go your way, 
But you need to play very, very special. The Roosters played pretty damn special, but they didn't get a, a few things went against them. But that's the thing against Penrith. Everything has to be perfect. It, it does, and you can play your perfect game and still not come away with the two points. They're, they're a fantastic team. They they take advantage of you. Api Corasa, what a player that guy is. He is he is something else. He's he's probably not spoken about in in the high regard that he deserves because obviously you've got some pretty special players there as well. But make no mistake, Api Corasel is going to be missed when he moves on next year. He's he's so important to them. And that first try that they scored, the, the skill on the, on display, the catch pass skills in those conditions where the Roosters were all offside off the scrum and they st- and Brian Toto goes over in the corner untouched. It, it's pretty special to watch. They're a fantastic team. And speaking of that man, Brian To'o, he had a big game for the Blues, just a lazy 200 metres as usual on Sunday night, then did it again last night. Brian, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. But, geez, for a bloke who just, you, you should be buggered, mate. You you just did, uh, you played in Origin, fly across the country, play four nights later. Geez, you sound energetic. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, obviously, I have no days off, and um, yeah, I just woke up, so. Yeah, I'm loving life. <laughs> yeah, nice, Brian. Hey, it's Jimmy Graham here. Congrats on the win uh, last night. You were, you were sensational, as always. As Penrith continue to march on, obviously you've got the, the bye coming up and, the, and then the Tigers. Do, do you think Coach Cleary might look to, to rest you guys considering the buffer that you've got and, and almost the minor premiership wrapped up now? Um, oh, hey, James, well, I'm a big fan of you. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that we've got like a busy schedule ahead, um, you know, due to you know origin and stuff like that. But um, whether a coach rests us or you know whether he let lets us play on, um, you know, whatever's best for the team, I guess um, we're ready for it. Uh, you guys spent over seventy percent in the opposition half. Was that the game plan going into last night? Um, yeah, obviously we wanted to uh, control the game, you know, with field position and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, it was obviously a tough grind due to the weather as well when uh, Roosters came out firing and, um, you know, they, they got us on the front foot in the second half, but uh, I know that we obviously came through and uh, we're just happy that we got the win. Hey, looking forward to, to New South Wales, um, the decider. Yep. How's that making you feel? You must be so excited going up there with the series on the line. No, yeah, uh, excited and a bit nervous at the same hmm. time. Uh, obviously, this is my first um, uh, time going into a decider uh, at Brizzy, so... Um, yeah, just looking forward to the occasion and uh, can't wait to play. You got any thoughts on 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 if there'll be any changes in the in the centre pairing? Um, not too sure actually. Um, but I'm not even sure if I'll make the team. Yeah, do, uh, yeah. I think you'll be okay. No. <laughs> I think you'll be uh, just, okay. You know. <laughs> hey, was there the any, was there anyone? It was a great night on Sunday, particularly for some of your Panthers teammates. Nathan had a particularly great game, and that's saying something for him. Yet Arpy was. Brilliant uh, at the start of the game. Was there anyone you were particularly happy with? Jerome was great in the second half. Um, was there anyone that you were especially happy for to, to have such a great night? Um, probably Birdo. Um, you know, obviously, um, given the opportunity to make his debut, but um, not only for his family and, and for his team and um, for us, but also, you know, alongside me, you know, me and Birdo's got a um, really special bond and um, it's just felt like nothing's really changed ever since he um, uh, moved on from Penrith Farm. You know, I was really, really happy for him to not only make, make his debut, but also uh, play great and uh, score a try on his debut as well. 
Hey, uh, Brian, on other rep news, um, I'm sure you were across all the international fixtures on the weekend. Are we uh, likely to see you in the World Cup? And if so, who will you be like wanting to represent? Um, yeah, no, most definitely I'll be playing in the World Cup and uh, I'm going to be putting on the red and blue jersey of Samoa. So nice. Fully committed to Samoa. Okay, even if uh, you get the little call, hey, Brian, uh, we've actually got you as one of our top two wingers for Australia. You're playing for Samoa? Yeah, um, you know, obviously, you know, obviously it will mean the world to me to obviously put on the jersey and, mm. you know, it's a massive opportunity to play for Australia. My heart is everything to me and, mm. uh, you know, my people Beautiful. Um, and my family uh, means more. So, Good for um, you. you know, I'll definitely play for my family. Good that, for that's, you. That's, that, that, that's awesome to hear. I can't wait. Unfortunately, Samoa played England in the first game. So, <laughs> uh, that was geez, all right last that's, week, um, too. That's we, difficult to we, take. <laughs> All right, that's it. A rare weekend off. What are you doing? I'm going to be recovering for the next upcoming game. So, <laughs> Good um, boy. Good and, boy. Um, yeah, I'll be ready for it. All right, for a bloke who just woke up, you sound pretty sprightly, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. That's it. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. Well, Brian, T- oh, what a star he is uh, for the Panthers and for, for New South Wales as well. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Lots to get through. Let me just read this from Phil Rothfield that uh, dropped uh, right on 10 o'clock. Gold Coast Titans set to sack coach Justin Holbrook after night's loss. Titans are on the verge of sacking and battle coach Justin Holbrook after Friday's diabolical performance against Newcastle Knights. News Corp understands there are performance clauses in his contract that allows the Titans owners to terminate the coaching deal without facing a huge payout. It is now a matter of the club deciding when to pull the trigger. Now, occasionally journalists get this wrong. I don't think this is... I, I think if buzzers hit send on that, I think that is... Mm-hmm. We're into a bye week. Yep. The Titans stink. They were awful, awful last night. There were times they didn't look like they were having a go, to be honest. So it gives them a good two weeks to find a sort of an interim caretaker coach. I, I think you might be on the money there. Yeah, look, I think just because the performance clauses haven't been met doesn't necessarily mean they will activate those clauses. Um, so I think Holbrook will have his opportunity to plead his case, but it's an in, it makes this coaching landscape just even more bizarre by the day. Now four jobs four. available, you know, m- multiple experienced coaches, coaches in demand, knocking back jobs. Is there know. enough coaches around, good quality coaches that can fill all these, I, these I believe that I believe that the, the, there is. I, I believe that the, there is, but the, the the teams just seem reluctant to to, to pull the trigger and, and back someone. Um, the fact that the the Tigers' job is available, the Bulldogs, the Warriors, and now potentially the Titans, with a couple of other coaches under pressure as well. Mm. Um, th- this is this is phenomenal, and I think it's maybe the Titans are looking at is we need to get in now before our main target goes somewhere else because, you know, the dominoes will start to fall and they'll have a, a trickle on effect with, you know, with, with who's available. So if the Titans can get in first, that takes away the possibility of a job going to, to somebody else. Mm. But I think, yeah, the, the Titans are a fascinating case. They've got no doubt they've got some talent up there, but, and, and after last season, you know, one pass away from going into week two of the finals, it's been there. Uh, it's been a real fall from grace for them. They're at the bottom of the ladder, they've had 13 losses. It's looking very grim. Yeah. Uh, well, if you get an update on that before the end of the show, we'll let you know. 
Um, and those Trent Robinson comments we'll, we'll get to shortly because I think that's going to get a bit of attention. Uh, but we've got some other sports to get to as well. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legend. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Are you enjoying it so far, Jimmy? So far, so good, mate. Uh, very... I'm, uh, I am enjoying it. Yeah, it's been good. All right. You sound surprised that you're enjoying it. Candice Warner's <laughs> here with Dan. <laughs> Uh, Richard Holidays. Now, we've been running this Primo uh, footy food truck competition. You must be successful. Um... Primo range of meats, ham, bacon, hot dog balls, and Primo stackers range. They're, mmm, Primo. And he just steamrolls over the defence like a back truck. The Triple M Dead Set Legends footy food truck. So it must be successful. We had an opener for it. And it's come to announce, come that day, Candice, we're going to announce the winner. So we did this before. We had one winner. Gave him the food truck to the uh, any Sydney sports club. This is the prize. You get a visit from the uh, Primo food truck. They do all the hard work. They, they cook the food. They, they they basically, you sell it and you, you take in the, the, the money. That, and, and they clean everything up. So here we go again. Time to announce the winners we got two winners. Who is the first winner, please, Candace Warner? Kelly Brown from George's River. Uh, thistles. Thistles football. football. Thistles. What's thistles. a thistle? What's a thistle? Yeah. Jimmy, that sounds very pommy. No, I think it's Scottish. Scottish? Yeah. Okay. And Tara Smith from the Campbelltown Warriors Rugby League Football Club. Well done to the two of you and well done to the two clubs. Um, if you're in the George's River area on the 16th of July, so when's that? That's two weeks away. Uh, well, if you're in George's River then or in Campbelltown on the 6th of August, make sure you head down and grab a bacon and egg roll and support a local club. So that's it. Turn up, get a nice bacon and egg roll. Is that a big deal in England, the bacon and egg roll? Not, very... as big, not as big as over here, but I'm more intrigued on, on, in what a hot dog ball is. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be going for it. You and Candice both. Yeah, we just, you don't know where to quite put the pause when you say that. Yes. Is it hot? Yeah, I know. You, Candace, or please. It it's Saturday morning yeah. radio. Okay, all right, all right. All thanks to Primo, their range of meats, <laughs> ham, bacon, hot dog balls, or hot dog balls, as Candace wants to say, and Primo stackers range. They're mm, Primo. Now time to do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends. Now, it's a big update. morning of news we've reported. Well, the Telegraph's reported. We've just read it that uh, Justin Holbrook's probably going to get sacked at the Titans. But now... Candace Warner. Yes. Big news in the world of uh, uh, grand final entertainment. Well, let me entertain you. Robbie Williams is officially headlining the Telstra pre-game entertainment at this year's um, Toyota AFL grand final. All right. Well, good. You got the sponsors in for them as well. <laughs> they're, 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 they're too good, AFL. Robbie Williams. Is it just me they seem to get really good? Really Guess. good, always. Except Meatloaf, that was pretty bad. And then the next year they learnt their lesson. I think Meatloaf was ten. I mm. think. Have you heard that vision, that audio? No, I haven't. Okay, we well, he's part, he's left us now, so we 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 won't sully him. So the next year, uh, when there was the drawn AFL Grand Final, they got Lionel Richie on six days' notice, uh, and he was damn good. But there you go, Robbie Williams. While we're on AFL, can I just say that um, it's a massive milestone for Luke Parker today who will become just the 11th player to reach 250 games for the Sydney Swans. Wow, and they're playing... Essendon. Essendon. Oh, that's a win. At the MCG. Uh, And they could sneak into the four by the end of the weekend because they uh, saw last night St Kilda upset 
well, I guess it was an upset. They're both pretty close on the ladder, but uh, upset Carlton 93-78. So could be a really good weekend for the Swans. All right, Candice, what the hell happened in the cricket? I, I'm, I'm there. I was preparing. I've got Saturday afternoon off. I thought I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch some of this test match. It was all over in 153 overs. Yeah, in the second innings for um, um, Sri Lanka, it didn't go quite to plan for them. It was over and done with in, in just over 22 overs. And then Dave needed to come in and just get 10 runs. So um, great signs for the Australian cricket team. Well, he had Usman with him. I mean, I, yeah, I know so Dave I'm took just strike because he got a cheap not out. End, but, um, <laughs> I mean, Usman Kawaja now in, I think, six in the um, ICC test batting for players. So just having an absolute blinder of a season. But Cam Green, man of the match, yes. he played so well. They might have worked out how to play bad conditions, Australia. Well, we saw them in, in Pakistan do what they had to do. And now just throw the bat. You're going to get out anyway. Yes. You might as well yep. pinch as many runs. But that's it. And they're just, they're all playing to their strengths at the moment. So it's really good to see. And But for, for Cam Green, but also Travis Head, who has never taken a wick, a test wicket before, um, you know, that was just... Four for 10 off 2.5. Unreal, unreal. So, Does that tell you the pitch was a bit off? Uh, just a little bit. But, just, but also Nathan Lyon now moves into the top 10 all-time test um Wickets. Wickets. Yeah, so he that's... was great in the first innings. I didn't see any of the second innings. He got four in the second 22. innings. 22-0. How can a team be bowled out? That's kids stuff. It is. I mean, that's when stuff. And when I played in the under ten Bs for the Illawarra Catholic Club, that would be that twenty-two overs. You'd roll the team for seven. Well, for Travis Head to take four wickets in two point five overs, I mean, and he's a part-time bowler is pretty special, but pretty bad for Sri Lanka. Uh, three test series, yeah. Two. Oh, is that all? Yeah, so the next one takes place, uh, that starts on the 8th of July. So all the boys are going surfing today, yeah, so that, hopefully there's no injuries. Doesn't look, It looks like a nice country, actually, to have a few days off in. Yeah, it is. Uh, meantime, the Nick Curios sideshow has been in full swing. We had the spitting toward the fan. The suggestion a line judge had bad eyesight. My favourite was the devouring of sushi while uh, lowering himself to answering questions from journalists. I mean, he couldn't just sit there and answer. He had to eat and just prove that, hey... I've got better things to do than talk to you. And that was all in the first two rounds. Yes, but <laughs> all that aside, Nick plays tonight against um, Sitsipas, who he has a 3-1 um, head-to-head record. So um, Sitsipas, we know, he doesn't generally go that well on grass. In his last four Wimbledon appearances, has been out twice in his first-round matches. So he knew he had to do some work, went and, and played in Mallorca, won there, but it's, uh, Nick beat him recently in Stuttgart, so um, Nick has the wood over him, and I think, I, I honestly think that Nick can play. You love Nick Kyrgios? No, I just think he's a fantastic no, tennis it's player. Okay, you could love Nick Kyrgios. I yeah. like him too, he's but he's entertaining. He, he's he's, a he's entertaining, but he 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 toes the line a little bit, especially when you you think the the behaviour at Wimbledon, where you know if you're not in all white, they they mm. send you to to change your shorts or your socks. Yeah. Um, no, okay. but you know. Outliers are, are not no, necessarily I, I, a bad we've, thing. We've seen Andy Murray do the yeah. underarm serve. We've seen yeah, another player true. who last night did eight underarm serves. If that was Nick Kyrgios, yeah. everyone would be having their hands in the air going, oh, this guy's making a joke of Wimbledon. But yeah. um, he does do things that annoy people and that probably at times aren't the right decision. But as a player, uh, he's entertaining, but he's also incredibly good on grass. Nick's yeah. issue to me is he's trying to give off the perception that he doesn't care. And I think he cares very deeply. 
That's why he is so sensitive when he gets criticism from the media because he really does care. He wants to show you that when he loses, oh, this doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll be retired in yeah. two years. But I think he cares even more deeply than some of the other players. With, with tennis being, well, especially in England, such an upper-class sport, he, he certainly goes against the grain with with that you know relaxed attitude, I guess, and that, that carefree way of being. So, like I say, he's a bit of an outlier when you yeah. compare him to all, all the tennis players, I, I guess, but like he's box says, office. He's he, box he office. sure is, and he gets tongues wagging, that's for sure. He can be a professional victim, though, but in 2022, being a professional victim sometimes is better than being a professional. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. We've got a big topic that we're getting to here. Candace Warner, uh, Dave Warner. We're about to talk about <laughs> Dave Warner. Candace Warner, James Graham, and Dan Ganane. Right, Candace, in the six months you've been here, I've never invoked the stuff with Dave and as a topic because we don't have you on for that. We have you on because we like you and we, you're very good. Thank you. We're about to change that, though. And Dave made the news this week, not of his doing. But he is banned lifetime from leading an Australian team. This was part of the Cricket Australia. Not just an Australian team, but anything to do with Australian cricket. cricket. Yes. Okay. So, but it's a Cricket Australia lifetime ban. Steve Smith is not banned lifetime. He was the captain, obviously, during Sandpaper Gate. Now the vice captain. That's right. Um, Make the case for Dave. Well, firstly, why are we talking about this now? And I don't mean you. I mean, why is this subject coming up? I think it's come up because of the situation with the Big Bash and how to reinvent the Big Bash and get people back to the games. And and, and one of those things is getting international players, our Australian international players, to play the Big Bash. Um, and one of those, of, of course, is David. David has a, an incredible T20 record. Um, in India, in Australia, he's one of our best ever. Um, so it's a shame that he's not playing in the Big Bash. Now there's suggest- he hasn't played since 13, 14, That's you were telling right. me. So there's suggestions that he, he doesn't play because of his ban, but he hasn't played since yet, since 13, 14. And that is because he plays three forms of cricket. And the only time that he gets with his family basically is during that Big Bash period. So Regardless if David's ban is lifted or not, it's a decision. If he plays Big Bash, it's a decision that as a family, we talk about what's best for the family in this period. And also there's another league going on in the UAE, which financially- Bigger money. Much bigger money. So, um, you know, it's not just a matter of lifting Dave's ban. It's it's a matter of what's best for our family, and and Dave's just accepted that he has this ban now. Does he care about getting it rescinded? Um, These are questions I should be asking yeah. him, but you're here, well, and, and I know I'm, I'm asking because does it is it something you talk about as a family? No, we don't talk about it as a family um, because he's just had to accept it. It's just this in 2018, boom, lifetime ban from any um, formal captaining or or what leadership. So, um, so it's not something we talk about. It's just something that we've as a family is accepted something that he's had to accept and it is what it is. And he just goes, well, I'll just captain does it in bother India. You yeah. It bothers me because I don't like injustice. So yeah, it does bother me, but, um, it doesn't really bother him because he can go and captain in the UAE. He can go and captain in India where people appreciate his cricketing brain and, and what he can bring to a team. When it all happened, did you think he's never playing for Australia again? I know I thought that, and I think a lot of people thought 
he was going to yeah. be wiped out. I, I think there was so much to th- to think about. I, I I wasn't quite sure. My job wasn't to question my husband. It was about supporting David at that time. So for me, it was being um, his strength as much as I could be. So. I didn't think too much about anything. Uh, there were definitely times where as a family, it was like, wh- where, what's next? But you take each day as it comes. And there were plenty of opportunities mm. for David to play in Canada, mm. in the Caribbean. And I think as, a, as an athlete, you, you go, okay, well, I could sit there and be really upset or I move forward and, um, you know, I set goals moving forward. Candice, you know more than most what happened in Cape Town and what really happened. I'm faster. I don't know what happened. I know we haven't got the full story. You don't have to comment on that. I just know we as a public don't know exactly what went on, who knew what. And when that comes out, my God, that's going to be an enormous story. Engineered beyond tough. Become a dead set legend in a Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. James Graham here for for Richard, but it, it... it's not going to stop the Richard tip coming through. He's provided one. Mm. He's provided one, Candice. How did, how did you just go last week? I don't know. I, I don't say think... use because I because I know you like to sneak a tip in every now and then. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I can't remember. Well, it must have been very good. So Richard uh, has gone for pens at the ready, please. Sunshine Coast, race six, number nine, Alakahan. Is that one of his? Race six, number nine, Alakahan on the Sunshine Sunshine Coast. He's tipping, um, so uh, that might be the Brisbane meeting today. It's up on, on the Sunshine Coast. He's due for a big win, yeah. so maybe today's a day. Oh, it's a Richard and Will Friedman horse, and it's paying nine bucks. Maybe each I way like bet. It. He says each way. Okay, he says each way. James, you got a podcast? Yeah, that's right. The buy round. Um, yeah, we started last week. Sam Burgess was our or oh, part one of Sam Burgess. Well, that's a good get. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, very, very fortunate to get him on. Obviously, we, we've uh, we've had our duels on the field, but we're but really I good mates. You hated each other. No, this is what the a common misconception, Dan, that we that we don't like each other. But before we actually came to the NRL, we were roommates with with England and Great Britain, so we got on really well. And then, obviously, you know, the media like to hype things up. Two palms going up against each you're other. Part for of that media, Bulldogs now, and Souths. And you're, you're making yeah. money off that. Well, media I, now. I, I get I get it now. <laughs> I, I understand it now. But I, I what's was, it called again? The buy round. The buy round. James yeah. Graham. So. Yeah. Talking about Sam, there's plenty of talk about where he's going to take his coaching pedigree. So he's there's plenty of talk that it may be the Dolphins, mm. South. But what made me laugh is his contract at where he is now. I think he's up at Coffs Harbour somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's um, each week he gets a, a meat pie at the end of the game and a soft drink. Mm. That <laughs> is his contract. Well, well, not not to be giving myself a shameless plug. He he might go into some. Uh, into some details about where his next destination might be coaching-wise on, on, on part two on Monday. Oh, so so get do. on to oh, the podcast. Yeah. There we go. But, of course, our preferred uh, <laughs> list, our preferred podcast company is Listener. Listener. Triple M Dead Set Legends, big second hour on the way. Matt Burke, Trent Robinson's spicy comments about the referee. will play those. And Greg Russ talking motorsport. That's all on the way. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Good game on Triple M the Savo. Canterbury versus Cronulla. Maroon will have the call for that one. Um, and uh, tomorrow, St. George Illawarra versus Canberra. That's a really good 4 p.m. game because both sides are fighting 
for a spot in the top eight. But let's talk a bit of rugby, Candace Warner and James Graham. You don't mind your rugby, Candace? I don't mind it. Um, I don't love super rugby, but when the Wallabies play, I always seem to watch that. No one likes super rugby, <laughs> but everyone loves the Wallabies, and this man is a Wallaby. <laughs> it's true, Maddie. No no one likes super rugby. But the Wallabies, we're, we're talking about the Wallabies. And, and hey, Good morning we, we, to we, you. And, and good morning to you guys as well. Uh, we bleed green and gold, don't we? It doesn't matter what, uh, what it is on a national stage. Uh, we always jump on board. And for um, for us, yeah, it's the Wallabies, the Kangaroos. doesn't matter where you are. But Com Games coming up. But tonight, it's we take on our old enemy, England. It's going to be great, mate. We're over here in Perth. It's going to be fantastic. It's been a bit of a subdued build-up, hasn't it? Well, I suppose when you look at it from uh, a rugby perspective and you look at how the season finished off, it was two Kiwi teams in the final of Super Rugby. Uh, the Brumbies missed out by a point uh, over Auckland. So they've had time to to come together. Uh, I think it's probably been a, a bit of a strength for Dave Rennie uh, and hopefully in this three-test series that he's taken the boys away. He's had plenty of time to work on them. He's chosen his team. He's got some debutants in there as well. England sort of snuck in and went straight over to Perth. So they haven't been sort of around to be able to be in that sort of, you know, that media frenzy, if that's the word. So... Look, when we're over, here, we're over here now, I'm over in Perth. Um, you know, Optus Stadium is an incredible track. Uh, you know, it, it, it lights up like a Christmas mm. tree. It's going to be a fast track. Hopefully, and we saw last week with the Origin, yeah. Dan, you, you, don't water, don't, don't let them water to protect it for the <laughs> bloody <laughs> AFL. Water the track. Get the super it's sopper un- out. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, Tedesco was just slipping over left, right, and centre. That that when um, when uh, Cleary went through and scored that try, left foot, left foot, and you just saw. Callum Ponga hanging on the ground there. You just think, you know, boys, you got to get some uh, different boots. But the, the, the track was terrible. So hopefully tonight, obviously, with the scrums that are going to happen, uh, that it holds up. But it's going to be a um, it's going to be a great game. I, anything Australia, England is always going to get fiery. That's for sure. You talk about the scrums. Is that where you see, um, you know, most of the game being played? Like it's it's obviously it's a huge role winning those scrums. Well, let's hope not, Candice. <laughs> <laughs> I played I played fullback. We're, we're, we had a um, had a chat to a, a former England um, player last night, a guy called David Flatman. He's up front, and he was he was talking about the ins and outs and the the intricacies of playing front row. And I, I was sort of sitting there amazed, thinking, "Is this what actually happens?" In the end, uh, there's too many games being played, um, as in mind games being played at the scrum time. Get the ball in, get the ball out, get the ball in play. I think that's going to be the biggest one. So, unfortunately, now you know referees. In, a, in in effect, don't have to really rule on the, the actual here and now of the game because they've got the guy upstairs to help you with the decision-making. So I think they need to take the responsibility back for those people on the field to to do it in real time, if you know what I mean, Dan, and and, and have it um, have it played out then and there. I mean, the old we were laughing last night about the old refereeing on the run, you know, saying, you know, uh, and I saw that punch, that last ruck there, do it again, you're off, and just keep running. And you sort of go, yeah, right. No worries, sir. Let's let's keep going. So, it's it's too uh, stop start at the moment. They need to speed that up, and and hopefully tonight is uh, is a step in the right direction. Daddy, it's been that way for decades. Why are we paying attention to it now? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you're talking about the punching or the stop. Oh, start? No, <laughs> stoppages. <laughs> hey, mate, it's uh, it's been a, a long time between drinks for Australia getting a victory against the against my oh, uh, my England up. team. Um, I'm, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm back in. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's it 2015, I believe, in the in the World Cup. Eight wins in a row for England. Are they likely to continue that streak? 
it's going to be a tough one, James. You know, like I, 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 you know, I see this England pack that they've got together, and they've got some, you know, they've just got some massive humans in there as well. When you look at, uh, you know, uh, a fellow called Jamie George up front at hooker, then you have got Courtney Laws that is captain on the weekend, Vinny Villapola, uh, Maro Atoje. These guys are just massive humans. Um, I, I'm from our perspective, from an Aussie uh, t- um, uh, side, where Dave Parecki is making his uh, his debut for, uh, up front at hooker with. Kate and Neville, they're big boys, but you need that athleticism. And, and hopefully, they're talking about countering the, the, the big boys of England. Uh, I think they need to literally do sort of, you know, the, the jab and run type thing. So have a quick hit up front, give the ball to the backs. You've got guys like uh, Samu Karevi back, 108 kilos, playing at inside centre. Uh, Lenny Ikatau, 13, is another big body, big boy. Uh, and obviously, Quade Cooper uh, has, has, has won that coveted 10 role. So... Just play smart tonight, boys. I think that's going to be the big one. But, James, thanks for the question and the loaded question for the English side. So, uh, <laughs> he said in the song, Dan, can I have the one about eating a rule? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you make of Eddie Jones' pre-match comments about who really runs a Wallabies game plan? You know, it's it, it, nickname of Beaver. He, <laughs> um, he just loves uh, throwing a little curveball out there. And, and when you're... I mean, you remember he came over here in 2016. So that last time, three-match series, they smashed us. And he got held back in uh, customs, I think, and they went through his bag. And so straight away, he spins it. And he goes, you know, he's got this little whiny voice, that kind of stuff. He goes, see, I told you, you know, they're into us already. They want to slow us down. They want to do this, that to it. They, they, want, to, they want to break us down. They want to put us behind the eight ball. But, so he's always got angle. And he loves playing with the media. You know, he loves that area and that idea of owning that space. And if he can create some kind of thinking in the background of the players and, and who runs the show. It's, uh, it's one of those ones where um, he's won the battle before the game has even started. So he's a master uh, of it. And I, 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 you sit and marvel and watch. There's a couple in the game that do it. Obviously, Bennett in rugby league. Mm. I think Eddie Jones is one of, the, one of the good ones in rugby union. Hey, I've got a story you'll like. So uh, there's a British politician, Nadine Dorries. She carries the title of Secretary of State for Digital Culture, yes. Media and Sport. Are you aware of this story? She, no, I'm not. She was no. at an event promoting the Rugby, oh, League, the rugby League World Cup. That's so bad. And she said, I've always liked the idea of Rugby League. My long-standing memory is that 2003 drop goal. <laughs> Which is good. Johnny, Johnny Wilkinson. Man, the... <laughs> isn't, it, isn't, it great? isn't it great when you get the politicians? Do you remember... I think it was a couple of years ago, and I think the origin went down to uh, Melbourne, and yeah. whoever it was, he goes, oh, it's great to, to have the state of the origin, and you're just going, just sit in your box and, and, uh, and wave. I know? love it. Bob Carley, I've always loved New South Wales versus Victoria, good state of origin. <laughs> anyway, Matty, Wallabies? <laughs> yeah, Wallabies. I reckon, I reckon Wallabies are uh, sneaky. Uh, Wallabies sneaky. They, if they get off to a good start... Um, uh, kick their goals, and, and I think you'll see uh, a, a big performance from Samu Karevi tonight at, at 12. He hasn't played for a while, didn't play at the end of season two or last year, had some, I suppose, contractual stuff with the Japanese clubs, but they're back. Marika Corabetti as well. Um, Beautiful. Look forward to him to unloading as well. It's going to be a good one. Beautiful. Thank you, Matty. Enjoy Perth. Good on you guys. Take care. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends Trent Robinson's comments after this. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Jimmy, were the Roosters dudded last night? Yeah, look, there were some very harsh calls go against them. Um, the the Crichton sim binning, um, you know, uh, personally, I, I, 
I, I thought Angus was was trying to get him out of the way to to get involved in the tackle. I don't think he stopped a, a try scoring opportunity, so that that was harsh. And then uh, the the penalty on on Verrills for the quote unquote dangerous tackle. Mm. Well, Led the key draw. the keys in the keys in the wording. It, it wasn't dangerous in mm. in my opinion, um, and that led to led to a try just before half time. Penrith were, were sensational. I, I feel for the Roosters; they they're battling to maintain a get a spot in the in the top eight. And yeah, I think Coach Robinson uh, was obviously pretty annoyed at the end of the game. He made his feelings known, and yeah, I think his I think his team were were done two big calls. One triple three five three. If you want to have your say, yes, Candice. I was just going to say, what do you think's going on at the Roosters? Are they, I mean, they've had four consecutive losses, their worst losing streak in six years. Are they missing someone like a Jake Friend? Like, what's happening there? Yeah, well, they, they've had a they've had some some huge leaders depart the club in in Friend and Cordner. Um, I don't know if they've they've quite filled that just yet. Radley's been, you know, in, in and out this season. Jared Weir Hargreaves missing as well. But you know, I think the signing of Matt Lodge will 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 really help them. Uh, he brings some of that no-nonsense style in the middle of the park. He was great for the Warriors, the combination between him and Fanua Blake. So that'll show things up. But you know, now now they find themselves out the eight. They were they were mo- there were quite a lot of pundits choice for taking out the premiership the year. You know, they, they excelled last year under duress. Um, despite the circumstances, they still advanced to, to, I think, week two of the finals. And I think most people thought, well, you know, the Roosters are, 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 are going to come out firing and, and really give this competition a shake. But I think, you know, to your point previously about why they're struggling this season, I think there's a bit of a hangover from last season. They put so much effort and mm. energy into last season away from home. I think they... Despite the adversity that adversity that they faced, they still give it a red hot crack, and I, I think you know there could be a fatigue factor in there as well. And you know, I, I feel for guys like young young Sam Walker, but they've got the talent there. They've got Suwali, they've got Manu, they've obviously got Tedesco. So yeah, it'd be um, uh, you know if they make the eight, their task I certainly is to get wanna, into yeah, the finals. Get in the finals because no one would want to play them. They, they, they're they're still a dangerous team. Make no mistake. If like they, they pushed Penrith last night. Exactly, and if they play anything like they did last night, if they can maintain that, they'll cruise into the finals. But they've got to play like that every week, and that's no easy feat. Trent Robinson was quite frustrated. You talked about the Sam Verrill's dangerous tackle. That's what he's reacting to here. Yeah, that. I mean, that's just a horrible decision. You know, that, we shouldn't let a try in on the end of it. That's not the. But I mean, there were so many poor decisions tonight. We had same referee last game, and it was like. 30-odd offsides, you know, and it was a 3-1 penalty count. It was just, it wasn't a good enough performance tonight, you know. They're, they're big decisions that, you know, you can't get wrong. Um, and it wasn't good enough. You know, we, we were we were really strong tonight. Um, and we shouldn't have let some of the tries in that we did, you know. We should still defend them, but I thought we won the physical battle. But um, obviously there was sort of issues there um, with our team and not the other team. I said my piece on that. It wasn't a good enough performance um, from him, but you know that's you know uh, you, you still should be in a position. Um, that's it's not going to happen in Roosters' colours. It's just it's you know that's not bias. That's a fact that you're not going to get those opportunities. Oh, that mm. he's very careful. He's very articulate. Very considered. 
to couch everything in, well, we should not let the tries in anyway. You can't say, you cannot say we don't get decisions now. I know they think that. I genuinely believe they think that. But um, we'll see if that gets uh, any attention there. Uh, with, Do you think a big fine might be coming his way? I don't, know, I don't know. I can never know with the NRL. But the minute you invoke, if they're going to be biased against us, yeah. that, that it wasn't that, like a Ricky Stewart spit though. N- no, but that will get their interest. No, and that if, will and if they're going to be consistent, I think um, yeah, they'll, they'll be looking at sending out a, a little uh, monetary fine in the post. By the way, Penrith fifteen and one. Last team to do that, Manly in 95. Only four teams in the history of the game have won 15 from their first 16. St. George in 59, 15 wins, no losses and a draw. And Easts in 1935, uh, a similar record. So we're into historical territory with Penrith. Fascinating what their attitude is because they'll probably rest players after origin. But that's to do 15 wins with... Um, half their team out with Origin, then backing up. I mean, this is a side that we're going to look back in years to come and go just, wow, how incredible they actually are. Yeah, and Cleary missing for the first couple of weeks as well, their most Mm. important player. It's phenomenal what they're managing to achieve out there. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. Gaining a lead of 100 or more. This is massive. Just couldn't, just couldn't complete, but I was going to say it's on the road. That was middle. The sound told me that it was going pretty far, and the lead is over 100 now. So Pat Cummins. It's 313 for eight. Yeah, he hits the ball out of the ground, over the road. It was like Don Johnson in Tin Cup. It just kept going and going and going. What a shot. And then they call bad light the next oh, ball. Oh, I know. That's the thing about um, Pat and even Starkey. They've got it in them to hit some massive sixes. And whenever they come in, it's, it's so entertaining. I love it. All right. So that is our play of the week. Now time for this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Test match over, by the way. Two, 153 overs. If there was no rain delay, which blew a stand over, and that stupid uh, bad light, it would have been over in a day it, and two sessions. It's a bit disappointing. Um, I think for the players as well. Like, they want to play. Yes, they want to win, but they want to play a, a proper contest, an even contest. So... Uh, it's a bit disappointing, but the boys go surfing now and make the most of the beautiful weather in Gaul. Best vision was Steve Smith cracking it when Usman Karaja ran him out. Although I think Steve might have had something to do with that run out as well. But when Steve goes off, he probably goes <laughs> off. But um, the big story in cricket, Channel 7's attempt to get out of their rights deal, and not for the first time. This It comes a season after they sued Cricket Australia. And I think they only received a minimal amount. I think that was settled. So their claim, Candice, and it's it's probably got some merit, is they're not getting what they were promised. They're getting grade players for Big Bash, not... School teachers. School teachers. But this was at a time during COVID as well. So you've got to take, I guess, the good with the bad. And um, But they were promised high-quality um, players. The other thing that they're disappointed is is the scheduling of international matches. Candice, they don't want to do cricket. There's, there is a money issue here with seven. Either they've paid too much for AFL and they're not getting their money back, or they've paid too much for cricket and they're not getting their money back. They are looking for any excuse, and they may yeah. have the legal right to do it. Like They yeah. might find the avenue, but Cricket Australia, I have no doubt, will be on the phone with Nine privately, on the phone with Ten. Well, we know that Channel Nine will be covering uh, 
all of World the Australian Cup. World Cup matches, also Pakistan versus yeah. India. So all the big matches. But I think also here, uh, when Channel 10 had the big bash, it was new. It was a shorter competition. They were getting over a million viewers a night. Then uh, Channel 7 get it. Um, They were also promised that the Big Bash would start in line with um, day one of the first test so that those um, viewers would then carry on. That didn't happen. Uh, But with the expansion of the how many games, it's just not what it used to be. Everyone knew that the Big Bash was watered down, right? And that's seven were complicit in that because they went in with uh, Fox and, and, and paid... Way too much. Yeah, but also you've <laughs> Way got too international. Much. Fox so aren't complaining, but Australia's... seven are. And, but they went in knowing yeah. this is going to be a fourteen-round yeah. big bash competition, yeah. which is just ridiculous. I think Cricket Australia though they scheduled some international matches during that time um, for our Australian players to go over in India. I mean, in the IPL, you would never see some Indian international matches scheduled at the same time. That's because India came knocking, and when India knocks Australian cricket. Yeah. They're like lap dogs and yeah, they but have that, to go. That's where I, I'm a sh- I think that the Big Bash and, and Channel 7 would be really disappointed. They need those big international names and they need to be competitive with these other leagues. But you can't be competitive when the BBL salary cap is $1.8 and the IPL is $17 million. The yeah. big players are not going to come out here and play um, after tax, after their manager takes some. Um, for such a long um, yeah. time, they're not coming. Problem is they've got this another couple of years of 14 rounds. So either they've got to go to the broadcasters, right, and say, all right, we can see we've overblown this and give money back. Now you're taking money out of the cricketers' hands. They're not going to want a part of that. No. So they're buggered cricket Australia. Yeah, what, and, and they're trying to get the, the international players to come over. We know that Faf uh, Duplessis has said that he's going to put his hand up for the big bash, but that's only for a short period of time. That's not for the entire yeah. competition. By the way, two-time ball tamper, we celebrate him. Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. And from the Rusty's Garage Pop, a podcast, very popular podcast, which you can get for free on Listener. Greg Russ, good morning. Morning, Legends. How are you all? We're good. Rusty, an ex-world champion is in hot water over racist remarks he made towards Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, this is pretty uh, wild stuff. Um... So it involves the the former world champion, Nelson Piquet, uh, in a podcast that dates back to December last year where he made some remarks about um, Lewis Hamilton. Um, Nelson has come out and tried to defend it in some sort of way that the intonation of the language, it was in Brazil, that, that, that he used um, wasn't as, uh, as derogatory as it's perceived. Um, but he has apologised for it this week. Um, Lewis, understandably, was was pretty miffed about it, and, and rightly so. Um, the sport rallied around him um, in support. Lots of the, the drivers coming out and saying there's no place for that. Formula One is a very, very inclusive sport. Um, the knock-on effect here is that, that Nelson Piquet, who's been a world champion on more than one occasion, could get barred from the Formula One paddock as a response to this. So, um, so we'll keep an eye on it, but he has apologised this week. And Max Verstappen... Um, his partner, Kelly, is Nelson's daughter. So Max has come out and said, look, the, the remarks are definitely wrong. Um, do I think he's that Nelson is a racist? No, I, I don't necessarily, but but he has um, absolutely said that the, the comments were wrong. Yeah, and it's all happening off the track in the F1 this week. The former boss of the sport, Bernie Eccleston, <laughs> oh, is this. saying that Vlad Putin is actually a good bloke. Talk to us about that. 
I mean, this is wild. Firstly, I need to preface this by saying if the journalist is accurate, if the quotes are accurate, and, and um, if Bernie did suggest that, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, given what's happening in, in the Ukraine at the moment, very, very sad stuff. Um uh, Bernie did some amazing things for the sport in a in a commercial sense and took it to a, a great height. He's no longer the boss there. He's he's in his early nineties. He's not afraid to court controversy sometimes, as you guys know, with the the comments that he makes. But I mean, this one, if that's accurate, is just dead set out of line well, and wrong. It, it's accurate, Rusty, because it was on a live uh, breakfast television show. He's, look, the poor bugger is senile. Uh, and maybe not the greatest human, Bernie. F1 is in the UK this weekend. Uh, British Grand Prix, one of the biggest. It is one of the biggest races of the year. And uh, Ferrari, they had a great practice overnight. So a little bit of rain in practice session one. Uh, Carlos Sainz for Ferrari, fast in practice two. The top ten's a little bit jumbled, but Dan Ricciardo is in there. Um, huge amount of interest in this race because it's historically significant. Like Monaco, um, Silverstone has pretty much been there. Um, right from the beginning as far as Formula One is concerned. So a lot of fans cannot wait for this race. Plenty of British drivers like Lewis, like Lando Norris, um, hoping to do um, well at their home Grand Prix. So um, yeah, it's one that we're all looking forward to um, on on uh, sort of Sunday night, Monday morning, our time. Beautiful. Thank you, Rusty. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, cheers, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. Uh, Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Always bring us that segment. Triple M Dead Set Legend. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is. That's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Thank you, Jimmy. Well done. You're, you're, you're in again next week. Yeah. First th- first name picked on the team sheet, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bingo. <laughs> All right, Candice. Are you up to the challenge? Right. The Richard Friedman list agreement. This is a precious commodity. It is. Now, you need to be petty okay. and you need to be angry. Well, I am angry today because it's school holidays and I've got a real issue with the people who don't return the shopping trolley back to where it belongs. Yes. Now, I drove around for about 15 minutes at Westfields trying to find a car spot, only to turn into one and find a shopping trolley right in the middle of it. Now, how hard is it to put it back? How hard is it? Good. It it must be really hard because it really infuriates me. What do you think of these people? So, what do I think? Oh, well, look, I, I can't say what I really would like well, to say. Well, then you're not, you're not equipped useless. for this segment. Well, I know. I'm not as angry as Richard, but it's it, first Say of all, they should be shot. Well, I, I don't know if I'd go that <laughs> far. But it, yes, but it's not that hard. It's not that. First of all, if it's a windy day, the trolley comes, it can hit your car. It's not hard. There's, there is trolley bays everywhere. Just put it back. That's it. James Graham is one of those guilty people. He just told me. Now I look at you so differently. Yeah. My apologies. I'm going to change who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Big news. You've been unselected for next week. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Engineered beyond tough. Become a Dead Set Legend in a Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton.